Welcome back to the podcast, guys. I have a lovely episode today with Lauren Esdale, and I think we recorded this back in July. It's taken a long time to get it up uh, just because we had some technical difficulties recording and I had to edit it a little bit. Um, So there's a couple moments in time where it's a little funky or I actually had to ask Lauren some questions through the chat, but she was fantastic. She articulated all of her answers really well. And we went over her experience coming up in the industry, um, what she's kind of doing and planning as an amateur rider and some future goals that she has. Obviously, she works closely with Elon and Aaron and, you know, how she manages riding multiple horses on the same tracks, different training strategies, uh, her experience navigating managing horses on her own now instead of having them in a barn that does that for her. And there was a lot of great juicy stuff in there. It was a, it was a fantastic episode. I know that you guys will love it. So make sure that you reach out to Lauren and let her know that you listened and you liked it and share it with someone you think would also enjoy it. And while you're on the platform, if you don't mind rating and reviewing this podcast, I would absolutely appreciate it so, so much so we can expand our community a little bit more. And just a reminder that we're running a masterclass this Wednesday at 6.30 PM EST in the Facebook group called Worthy creating more abundance in life and business. So if you are interested in attending that, it's completely free. You just have to join the Facebook group. Um, The link is in my bio on Instagram. And I will let you guys get into this episode. See you next week. Welcome to the Spring in Equestrian podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Parr, and this is the place to be for all things equestrian lifestyle, horses, entrepreneurship, and inspiration for all of your equestrian endeavors. I'm here to get your insider's addition to what it's really like having a business or career in the equestrian industry and find out how people balance their passion and their businesses. I'm so excited to have you here with me, so come along for the ride. If you're an equestrian looking for a position within the industry, or you have a facility or a business and you're looking to hire, then look no further and visit www.hotex.com. Hote Equestrian is your modern source for equestrian jobs. They are empowering equestrian businesses and enthusiasts through accessible and high quality services and products. On their website, you can look through their recruitment services, business management services, and their essentials boutique. You can also see their featured horse jobs and featured candidates and visit them at HOTEC on Instagram. Did you know that HOTE is based out of Guelph, Ontario, founded by an equestrian, and they have 250 job seekers registered, plus 64 businesses registered on their platform. Make sure you check them out and look at all their free resources and their free business directory on the website. If you guys haven't already heard, Mad Barn is my absolute favorite place to get supplements for my horses, not only because the supplements actually work and they're really palatable for the horses, but because they deliver right to my door. It's so easy. Um, Mad Barn also has been doing amazing things in the equine community. Currently, they have some research going on at the University of Guelph to better understand how nutrition impacts the health of our horses. They're always looking to develop technology and feeding solutions and 
always providing education and support for horse owners and the broader equine community. If you guys want to go to their website and look at all of the products that they have or get a free nutritional analysis for your horse's diet, you can visit it at www.madbarn.ca. And if you're shopping, you can use the code SPRINGANEC for 5% off your order. I grew up in Unionville, um, which is in Markham. And my family, we were actually both, uh, me and my sister, we were really into figure skating. And um, we moved more out into the country um, where I live now in Port Perry. And um, my parents really wanted us to get into like the horses thing. Cause you know, we moved out here, we lived on like, we had 30 acres um, and they just wanted us to kind of experience a different thing. So um, we asked a neighbor and they suggested us to go to like a local barn and it turns out they were like a show barn that like attended the A shows and stuff. So um, pretty quickly I got into, you know, I had my first short stir pony and rode for a few years. And then when I was doing children's hunters and like the meter tens and stuff, um, I was introduced to Aaron Ballard and Looking Back Farm. And ever since then, everything really took off. Um, Aaron asked me about all my goals and stuff and just realized kind of how far I wanted to take this. And I mean, all thanks to them, I kind of, they pointed me in the right direction, got me all the right horses and kind of ended up where I am now. And um, yeah, so like a few years riding with Looking Back in Canada, I did, um, I guess about two years um, with the Lawnfurter as well, like alongside with Aaron, cause obviously she rides for him. And um, yeah, lots of time in Wellington and now we're here. So, I mean, it's been a crazy few years for sure, especially recently. But I mean, I couldn't be happier with how everything is going. Awesome. Yeah. What, what is here right now for everyone listening? What are you up to? What are you doing? What are you currently? Um, um, so I finished my season in Wellington this year. We had a great season. We did um, the U25 series. I started doing my first FEI classes last year in the two stars. Um, the major league was amazing for that. Um, but then I decided that I wanted to spend a little bit more time close to home um, this summer. So I've been kind of back showing um, the Kaladin and Angelstone shows. Uh, I just came back from Ottawa. I've been jumping um, like the national Grand Prix here and like the meter 30, meter 40 divisions with my other horse. And um, we're just getting ready to go to Traverse City. Um, we're hoping to um, kind of like slowly start moving up again there. And then um, Young Riders in a few weeks. And then hopefully back for the other Major League two-star events that are coming up kind of, I guess, more later in August. Um, again, mm -hmm. close to home. Yeah, busy schedule. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, of course, it's a royal year, so we're all very excited about that. Um, yes. it'll be really nice to get back over there for sure. So right now, are you campaigning just your own horses or are these horses owned in part by other people? Or what does that look like as far as like your structure goes and what horses you're on? Um, I show just my own horses. Um, so I have three of my own, um, right now I'm just showing really the two of them. And then, um, looking back actually has a homebred which Erin is letting me um, kind of have fun with and play around with her a little bit for her first few classes at home. And I mean, that's just been such a nice opportunity. I couldn't be more thankful for that. I think it's really teaching me a lot. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, it's just, it's nice kind of having to focus on like my own horses mm -hmm. and really just work towards them and put a lot of focus on them. Yeah. And what's the ultimate goal? Um, I find it so hard to think um, really After. far into the future. <laughs> I feel like you kind of just have to deal with the cards that are given to you. Um, I think that I typically like to keep things, um, how should I say this, more short-term goals. I find that it's easier for me to focus on it. Um, but um, another, like a goal of mine is to, um, one of these years, hopefully soon, to compete in uh, Canadian championships at the Royal and just kind of work my way up through these um, FEI classes. Like I said, I was doing the two-star level and I hope to get into like the three-star level eventually four and just move up um, that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just kind of, I feel like once you kind of get to this area and you're, I mean, I obviously only really focus on jumpers right now. So it's just to kind of keep progressing there um, as much as I can, I guess, and just see how it, like where it takes me. Yeah. And so up until this point, how have you managed and balanced life with like your education and the financial pressures of the industry, what has that experience looked like for you? So um, school has always been an interesting thing for me. Um, I've never really enjoyed it, I guess. Uh, it was never really a big focus of mine. And my parents supported um, me and all my decisions that way. In high school, I did most of my school online. Um, they really help me there. They have so many of those um, like athlete programs and they can really help you with the co-ops, I think now. And my school was amazing for that. Um, I got to spend a lot of time riding and um, university or college, I guess. Um, I did one year and really kind of committed to it, like lived in the city, went to school and then was um, flying back and forth to um, Florida to show on the weekends. And it was amazing and I actually did have a lot of fun. And then um, the pandemic hit and I found that I was gonna have to kind of make a choice. Um, and I decided to um, spend a lot more time in the States and because shows were still running there and to continue to show. So it's actually funny when I feel like the past two years for a lot of people have slowed down a lot of their goals with riding or just kind of put a few things on pause. For me, it was actually kind of presented a unique opportunity. I was able to go down, spend more time in the States, spend a lot of time with Alon and Aaron, and um, just a lot of horse showing, a lot of good experiences, and I mean, really good coaching and everything. So I feel like I was very fortunate that way. And um, as for the financial pressures, my family, um, I'm very, very fortunate that my parents were able to um, support me with all of this, um, we have our own farm here and we keep my, or yeah, my horses stay here at, like with me. Um, and that really helps. Um, I feel like we've also just always have, um, I don't really know how to say this, but um, been involved with really good people in the business. We buy our horses from Milan and he's an amazing, um, like huge horse dealer. It really helps us um, find these amazing horses and they kind of hold their value and you can, you know, hopefully 
hope to do some investments one day and yeah, but I mean, I'm so fortunate and no, just so lucky to, I mean, be able to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So can you walk us through your schedule lately? Like what does your, uh, you know, and it's not a really good horse person question, but yeah. what's your typical day today? You're like, and I'm great. I'm just meeting for Traverse City. And blah, blah, blah. So it's, I know it's crazy, but yeah. you know, what does it look like? What are you up to? Well, um, days at home. I, um, I like to ride really early. I find that, um, especially before it gets hot and just kind of when the focus is just on getting my horses ridden. So I wake up pretty early. Um, I like to be in the barn by six, get my, start my first few horses. Um, and then I put them out in the paddock <laughs> for the rest of the day. Um, days when there um, are a few others that like a few other rides I could pick up. Um, then I'll drive down to looking back and get a few horses done there, make my way home and then um, kind of finish up any kind of chores or anything I have to do at my farm. And then uh, show mornings, I feel like <laughs> you never really know what you're gonna get until you're there. Um, but show mornings can be pretty early um, with all the you know early morning rides and everything else. But um, yeah, it's a lot of hours in the barn, but honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I find myself sometimes just weirdly wasting time in there. <laughs> I just maybe that's <laughs> I think that's oh, exactly like you're like, oh, I'm just going to do this quickly. And then you're like, oh, well, yeah. it's been two hours, but that's fine. <laughs> like, it was a good time. It's funny you say that because I was literally just do I don't even know what I was doing around in the barn. And I got this little notification like about our interview. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? Um, no, I had like the exact same thing. Like I, um, I was at Paul Gray with my sister today and we spent a lot of extra time there just hanging out for a while. And then we came back here and went to get one horse ridden, but then it ended up being, you know, we rode for a long time and then we gave her a full bath and then we like just whatever, like oh, I need to trim the mane and I need to do this and all these other things. And then I was like, oh my God, I have to go back. I need to get on this Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's so funny um, how that happens but like it's a really nice part like like you mentioned you have kind of like a slow week it's just such a nice part of being with the horses because I feel like I mean at least as a professional I get so caught up in rushing through stuff like training rides and lessons and this and that that I forget yeah, for sure. like how fun it is to just smoke around <laughs> um but do you have so does that mean that you have like a arena at home to ride in yeah so we have um our indoor would be kind of our best space where we normally set our jumps and stuff we have a really big indoor and I love it because in the um in the summer we have like the big windows that we open up so it still feels like you're outside and then we have a uh, a grass ring and a smaller kind of like outdoor sand ring but uh for the most part oh. in the summer I just really like to go out into our uh, big hay fields. We have um, like over a hundred acres of just these wow. grass fields because we cut our own hay. And um, I just think it's so great for the horses. It's like the best time just to really let them like relax, especially when we're always back and forth to the horse shows in the summer. Whenever they're home, they just get a lot of paddock time and a lot of time out there in the fields. So <laughs> it's pretty relaxing. It's so yeah, it's so tempting in this weather too to like, I don't want to go in the sand ring. Like, why not? Yeah, no, like you just, <laughs> you like get on and then you're like, eh, 
not today. Yeah. So much nicer for some reason. But oh well, that's amazing. I mean, that's quite the dream to just have that at home. I can't believe. I mean, and and the other thing I was thinking too, like obviously you're in very close proximity to looking back and just kind of the chances of that. Like you must be pretty close. Um, I'm actually about like an hour and 15 minutes east. Really? Okay. So <laughs> it's not really close, but, um, it's a drive I've been doing for quite a few years now. Um, yeah. so I kind of just like hop in there, either get my music, sometimes get a podcast going and it do really doesn't take that long to get there now. Okay. Okay. It sounded like it was down the road, but I yeah, no, not so much, but <laughs> no, I do for you because I'm an hour at least away from everything. And I kind of like it because it's like this, like come down time, like you said. Listen. Yeah, like as a, in between, like, especially when I ride my horses here and then I get time to like, oh, like just hang out yeah. a little bit. <laughs> or for early awesome. mornings at the show, like, cause obviously like Kaladin would be really close to looking back. So it's the same drive. Um, just to kind of like wake up, have time to like have your coffee and like slowly yeah. get ready. Yeah. For sure, that's awesome. Okay, and so having horses at home, how do you like to keep them feeling happy and optimal? And how do you like to manage your own horses? Is there anything unique that you do that you feel makes a difference? Um, I wouldn't say there's anything crazy unique. Um, we've I've always been um, really big on vet work and just making sure that they're always getting looked over. Um, I think that they work really hard. And with all athletes and other sports, they do so much maintenance on their own bodies. I just really think it's yeah. so, so important for the horses as well. So um, we have our vets come out pretty frequently just to check them over and anything they need done, they get. Um, I also, like my horses really love to go out into the paddock. Um, I think that it's helped um, one of them in particular, um, so, so much, like he's just so much quieter the ride and stuff ever since I've started giving him those like big all day turnout opportunities. Um, and I feel like it's just really nice for them. Yeah. It just makes like general demeanor so much better. Um, and I mean, they're supposed to be grazing animals. So I think for them to just constantly be moving, um, what else do I do? Um, I was always taught to be um, more hay than grain at home for sure as well. Um, so I never really get too fancy with the feeding. Um, lots of good hay. <laughs> as I said, lots of time in the paddock with the grass. Um, honestly, pretty relaxed, nothing very special. Um, but I find it works the best for me and for my horses. And yeah, I mean, every once in a while you get one that needs something a little bit more specific, but I like to start the mole with very basic and kind of just go up from there to see um, what works. And I mean, I'm still pretty new to keeping my own horses, like the top level horses. Um, for the longest time, you know, it was like, oh, me at home with my children's hunter or my, um, whatever, my meter 20 jumper. And now with, um, having these Grand Prix horses and stuff, I'm still learning some things and I'm so lucky that I have so many people that I can just ask questions to at any time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty lucky. All my horses, they're very easy um, day to day. So really no complaints there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's an element of like 
when you have them in your backyard like that yeah yeah so that's nice but what is you know when you're when you're developing the for the ring what are some of the activities you find yourself to and what do you kind of am i echoing or is that just on my yeah a little bit of an echo but okay i can't really push your water because it was fine before um Hopefully, we're good. All right, let's continue on. Um, for the hundredth time, I apologize. <laughs> you uh, are in the process of developing and training, and you know you've taken, you're trying to take horses kind of up the level. What do you set in your ring that you always come back to? What exercises do you like to use? What do your rides look like? I'm sure lots of people would be really interested to know. Yeah, how it looks. Um, so I've always, um, growing up, coaches, especially Aaron, has always um, really gone back to basics pretty frequently, just with pole work or small cavalettis or something. Um, we really like to set just two poles in a line um, and then work on doing like the normal number, the add, and like a leave out with the strides. Um, I find that's something that I do like every week for sure. Like um, just to kind of help, I think it really helps you understand kind of where you are or just reassure you that you're on the correct canner. Um, and um, I mean, pull work and small jumps, like little cabalettis every week for sure. Um, especially with my horse Hilko, actually, I find that he's one with a bit of a smaller attention span. Um, so with flat work, like, um, if I do it, like he's really good at it and he has good flat work, but it's, if I do it and he gives me a really good ride and I just keep doing and keep doing and keep doing it without any, like giving him kind of like a, just somewhere to put all this energy. Um, he can get like a little, just kind of bored, doesn't want to do it. Um, all of a sudden I throw two poles in front of him and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and just kind of falls right into it. Um, so a lot of that. And then, um, on the flat, um, I really just kind of focus on, um, what seems like really basic stuff, but I find that to get it perfect is really, really difficult. Sometimes I get pretty frustrated with myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but just making sure like you start on your canner and obviously you want it to be like a 12 foot stride would be normal. And I just try to make it that on every horse I ride that it's super, super easy to go from like a 12 foot canter to a 10 foot canter. So like beyond like what would be like an ad stride and then to a 14 foot canter from there and then to have them like really moving forward. Yeah. Um, just to make sure they're like off your leg, listening to your hand. Um, and I find it makes all the difference in the ring when you're jumping. Um, and yeah, so I mean, it's really those two things, I guess, is what I would focus on for the most part. Um, I'm not one to get terribly fancy with my flat work. Um, I keep it pretty simple. Um, a few things, you know, like obviously like counter canner. Again, like I said, just working on seeing them forward and bringing them back. A uh, little outside bend, little inside bend, but nothing's, yeah, nothing super complicated. I found that if I overcomplicate it, um, I myself end up kind of falling behind on the other steps. Mm -hmm. So I really try and focus on what I feel like works 
best for me. And um, like I said, just the poles and stuff to constantly be training your eye, um, keeping your horses kind of in it again, because um, with the big jumpers, especially, you can't be jumping them huge every day. So I think it's just really good practice for them without being too hard on their bodies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like just. Yeah. And I think like, like you mentioned, just the importance of having your eye trained. I mean, you have more than one horse that you're working with too when it comes to stride length. So memorizing what at a 10 foot stride on this horse feels like versus a 10 foot stride on this horse and just like really ingraining it into your body so that when you're in there, you can make those changes and not have to think about it, I think. So maybe actually all that mind work becomes mindless when you're in the ring. Yeah, um, no, exactly. Just muscle memory. And it's funny what you said about with the different horses feeling different things. I feel like that's something no one ever really mentions, but <laughs> sometimes I want a horse to get on a different horse when that's not my own or um, whatever. And I'm like, oh my like I jump into a line. I'm like, what happened? I'm like, we are like way bigger canner than I thought we were the opposite of like way smaller. So it's very, um, yeah, yeah really just the best thing just to kind of figure out where you are. You can get the feel of it. So when you're on course, you're not really having to, like, you know, you know what you're on. Exactly. <laughs> like, no surprises. Yeah. I try to like tell my clients that's kind of like me is at the end of the day, like, like training here I am. It's but just kind of getting, getting muscle, muscle, muscle that when you're in your brain. Uh, so now, so now don't, don't have to think, 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 Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you do your training at home, so you hope that when you get to the show, you can horse show, <laughs> you can be competitive yeah. and feel confident and everything else. Exactly. exactly. And I'm sorry, I'm echoing again. We're just we're gonna bang this up. So, and it, you're not, so I'll let you talk. But, but my question for you, for you is, how do how you think about your and what is what your experience with confidence? Um, when I was younger, I really struggled with um, like confidence in the ring. Um, just I mean what I think would be pretty normal, just anxious, nervous, um, really stuff like that. And I think the, like the biggest change for me was just kind of being surrounded by people who truly like believed in you and supported you and, um, put that confidence in you at home when you were schooling in the warm ring, when you're walking the course. Um, and also just being on horses that you were comfortable with, um, and that you can trust it's never a good feeling to walk into the ring and not really trust your horse. So um, that as well as I think nerves are totally normal. It just comes from experience and just keep doing it. And you feel better every time you go in there. Um, and yeah, like I really, I mean, some people are definitely a little more natural, naturally confident or just not as nervous as other people. Um, I think I'm pretty lucky. Everyone always says like, oh, like, don't you ever get nervous? And not so much anymore. Um, a little bit sometimes you walk the course or you see it being set up and you're like, oh, that looks big <laughs> or something. But every time um, I feel super nervous, when I get on my horse, I jump my first jump and we're bringing and then I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> this is okay. Yeah. Like, we know what we're doing. 
Um, so yeah, I think it's just, it's also to recognize when you're nervous, I think. Um, I used to have a hard time recognizing it. And then I remember one time Aaron was like, you're nervous, it's okay. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, no, it's fine. Like, I'm not just, you know, just to, like, just to be aware that you are nervous and it's all right. And just to take a deep breath and trust yourself. And yeah, yeah. I mean, just do what you know that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, oh my God. Oh my God. I think it's funny. Like everyone expects, um, like advice to come in like the form of quotes and um, just hearing that, like I can never think of anything like, you know, like a specific laid out quote that anyone's ever said to me. But um, I mean, constantly it's just been like reassurance, telling you to trust yourself. Um, I guess one of the main things that um, Aaron's told me is just, to um, make sure that you're doing it for yourself. Um, like, it's your sport. You need to be doing it for you. I think that there can be a lot of outside pressure, um, like in this industry, especially, just with um, results from the show ring or wanting to move, like needing to move up so fast or anything like that. And I think that we all need to remember that it's supposed to be fun. Um, I see it all the time with younger kids too, especially spending more time at the shows here at home and they're stressing themselves out so much and they're taking it so, so seriously. But I mean, it's a sport. We're supposed to be having a great time. And if um, your result's not going to show up, like, you know, you're not in your, you don't ribbon or you're not on the top three, you didn't win the class. I think that it's really important for people to recognize that's okay and what's a good round for you and maybe what's a good round for your horse or um anything like that so it's another thing too every time I try and I feel pressure coming from um just any like anything from the outside like outside pressure coming um I just really try and kind of think back to that think back to like this is a sport and I do love it and I do it because I love it I just think it's a really important thing to remember. And um, yeah, um, I think it's also, um, I was told this year in Florida to make sure that I was riding my own round, that when I was in the ring, um, I was, I was trusting myself and I wasn't thinking like, oh, well, I need to do this because this person did this, or I need to um, do this because this was my result last week. And um <laughs> so funny I'm just reading the comments here yeah um <laughs> no but yeah no like exactly like sometimes you get so in your head and you think that you need to do this because whatever this person rides this way or something but um I think after a point we all just you need to get in there and you need to realize that you do know your horse and you can get it done um I mean this is probably the most like mental sport in the world um, I feel like you can work up, like work yourself up so, so much. Um, it's just important to trust yourself and realize what you can do. I mean, I've really gone to the habit recently of when I walk the course, 
I really take my time and kind of go over everything I need to do, like every little bit, like, oh, my horse just left. So I'm going to have to land like right rain here. I need to land and I will slow him down. So I need to kick him forward a little bit, then get him back in my hand. And I just think of everything like super literally step-by-step step, and I go over and I go over and I go over it until I can <laughs> say it like, basically I could say it backwards. And um, I feel like once I do that, once I actually get in there, things just happen a lot more like fluidly, I guess. Again, kind of the same thing what we were talking about with um, just getting to know your horse's stride length. You've gone over it so much and you've thought about every detail that once you get in there, you can just do it. You don't have to overthink it. Like you know what you're supposed to do. You know what the plan you want to execute. And then you just need to do it. Just go get it done. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like I can't I think that's about I think that's about it. Um, I mean, other than that, like my coaches have just told me to snap out of it sometimes um, when I get in there and I just start making silly mistakes or getting in my head, thinking too much or maybe not thinking enough sometimes and just to kind of like get it together. You know, you know what you can do. Um, I mean, it's always helped. I would say um, any advice for people um, would just be, um, I think, to try and um, really put yourself out there. Um, ever since I was a little kid, um, I've always been bugging everyone if there's more ponies to ride at the barn or um, like anything like that. Um, any, any time I could spend in the barn, any like extra minute was like the best thing in the world. And I mean, I'm still like that today. I'm always asking, does anyone else need to be ridden? Does this need to be done? Do you want to do this? Um, and I think that it's really helped me and it's, I've gone so many amazing opportunities from just being kind of super proactive about that. And just always, <laughs> always, I guess, making yourself seem available to help, um, you just, you learn so much every hour you spend at the barn um, and with so many different people and you see different teaching styles, different riding styles, management styles. Um, so yeah, I would say like my biggest advice for anyone who wants to really get involved is just to like put yourself out there and um, yeah, spend as much time as you can in the barn, even if, I mean, you only have one horse or you don't own any horses right now, just to, as much time around it as you can. And um, I mean, you know the right people and you'll start to get some opportunities coming your way. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I know it's so funny. I'm so sorry. Honestly, it might be my Wi-Fi. I do live in the middle of nowhere. And um so it definitely could be that, but um, honestly, I'm not quite sure because it seems totally fine. It's funny. It's like super easy to talk to you. And then all of a sudden now the thing's not working and I'm like, ah, like, <laughs> feels awkward. Oh, now. Oh, now. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, so, thank so, you much. so, so much. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I mean, it was funny. Like when you texted me yesterday, I was like, oh my God, I can't do that. I was like, how am I supposed to talk? And then I was like, I was looking and I listened to some of um, the other episodes and I was like, 
okay, no, I think I might be okay. And then when you said you could send me the outline, I was like, yeah, definitely send me the outline. It's, um, I mean, yeah, it's different. Like, I mean, I'm still an amateur. So um, yeah. I've only started to get into like my first few um, interviews for press releases or um, like conferences or anything like that. And I mean, my first one would have been at Young Riders last year. They handed me the microphone and I was like, oh, like, I can't do this. And they gave me like the hardest question at like ever. Um, I was in second right behind Mimi Gotchman and they were like, oh yeah, like what's your plan to like come out on top? Like you're right behind Mimi and all this other stuff. And I was like, well, I don't know. She's so much better than I am. So like, <laughs> I was like, how do you even answer that? Um, but yeah, no, the, I mean, this was a lot of fun. And you're really to talk to. So it was, yeah, definitely uh, as nerve wracking as I thought it was going to be. But no, I really, okay, see now because it's over, it's fine. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, that's so funny. But yeah, no, like I want to continue to try to have like, and I'm sure you've seen, like we have like a vast majority of guests on here because not everybody who's listening wants to necessarily like work in the industry or whatever, like be a professional rider. And there's lots of people who are expecting to do that. So you're in a really uh, interesting position and you're also very young and you got an, a unique situation. So it was great. And you articulated yourself really well. And so I thank you so much for your time. I really, as if it just started working out. All right. That is everything for today's episode. I left a little blurb in there at the end um, because it's the same exact conversation I have with all of the people that come on the podcast for interviews. Honestly, Um, you know, everybody's really nervous to chat and to be prepared for questions. And at the end of the day, um, you know, if you're think if you're worried about putting yourself out there or sharing your story or what you're doing, I just want you to know that this is literally the recurring conversation that I have where everybody does feel anxious and nervous about speaking on themselves and their experience and their journey. Um, and it's really not even necessary because I'm sure that you found lots of value in today's podcast episode with Lauren. She was lovely. And that's kind of the same thing with every interview I've ever done. Um, so I just wanted to use that to encourage you to put yourself out there. You know, if there's something that you're hesitating to do, uh, maybe just take the leap and try it because it's really not so bad. So I hope you guys have a great week and I will see you next week.